Tina Weiss for Hadar on Parashat Devarim, a man of many words. Parashat Devarim opens with a verse that is so deceptively simple. Eila Hadvarim Asher Tiben Roshe El Kol Yisrael. These are the words that Moshe spoke to all of Israel. As Moshe approaches his death and the people approach the border of the land, he seizes the moment to instruct them. He reminds them of how far they've come and how far they still need to go. If any other leader gave this speech, it would be remarkable for its scope and its depth and for the fact that it is its own entire book, a fifth of the Pentateuch. But the fact that the speech comes from Moshe is incredible, literally, since when we first meet Moshe, the one thing he's afraid to do is speak. Vayomer Moshe el Adonai, bi Adonai, lo ish tevarim anuchi, gam mitmol, gam mishilshom, gam meaz dabercha el avdecha, ki chavad peh uchvad lashon anuchi. Moshe said to God, My master, please, I am not a man of words, neither yesterday nor the day before, nor now when you have spoken to your servant, for I am heavy of speech and heavy of tongue. What accounts for this incredible transformation? From a severe reluctance to speak, even what God has commanded him to speak, to this inspirational outpouring of words that comes of Moshe's own accord. What can we learn about strength and vulnerability from the way that Moshe himself changes and grows? According to Rashi, Moshe's initial reluctance to lead the people was not primarily about Moshe's actual facility with words. Moshe simply did not think that he was right for the job. Gam mitmol v'gomer. Labmanu shekol shiva yamim haya kadosh baruchu mifatet Moshe basne leilech b'shlichuto. Vehu haya omed biyom hashvi'i k'she'amar lozot. Od shalach nabiyad tishlach ad shecharabo v'kibel alav. Vechol zeh shelo haya rotelit hogudula ala haron achiv shehaya gadol heimenu v'navi haya. Neither yesterday, etc. We learned that for seven days, the Holy Blessed One was trying to convince Moshe at the burning bush to go on his mission. And Moshe was standing on the seventh day when he said this to him. And further, send who you will send, was Moshe's attitude until God got angry at him, and Moshe accepted the mission upon himself. And all of this was because Moshe did not want to take a more prestigious position than his brother Aharon, who was older than him and was a prophet. According to Rashi, Moshe doesn't decline the position of leadership because he is an unfit speaker, lo ish divarim, the causation goes in the opposite direction. Moshe points to his speech defect and claims that he is not a man of words because he feels that he is not the right person for the position. He feels that it rightly belongs to his brother. Moshe's transition from being someone who is afraid to speak at all to being someone who feels confident speaking at length to the entirety of the Jewish people is a reflection of his growing into his identity as a leader. When he said that he was unable to or uninterested in speaking, this was a reflection of his insecurity. He didn't feel ready, and therefore he said that he was unable. When Rashi describes God's attempts to convince Moshe to take on the leadership of the Jewish people, the language that Rashi uses is mifateh, which more literally means to entice or seduce. This verb is reminiscent of a different midrash in Shemot Rabbah, which narrates the first encounter between God and Moshe at the burning bush. Vayomer anochi Elohei avicha. 
He said, I am the God of your father. Hadahu dechtiv peti ya'amin l'chol davar. Ein peti elalashon pitoi. Kima detema v'chi yifateh ish. Amar Rabbi Yoshua HaKohen Mar Nechemya b'shah shenigla Kadosh Baruch Hu al Moshe tiron haya Moshe lanvua. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu im nigla ani alav b'kol gadol ani mevaato. B'kol namuch boser hu al hanivua. Me'asa Nigla alav v'kolo shel aviv. Amar Moshe hinani ma'aba mivakesh. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu eni avicha elo elohei avicha v'fitui bati elacha k'desha lo titiarei. He said, I am the God of your father. This is as it is written, a fool, peti, will believe anything. Peti is the language of seduction. Pitui, as it says, when a man seduces. Yifateh. Rabbi Yoshua the Kohen, the son of Nehemiah, said, When the Holy Blessed One revealed himself to Moshe, Moshe was a prophetic novice. The Holy Blessed One said, If I reveal myself to him in a great voice, I will frighten him. With a small voice, I will sour him on prophecy. What did God do? He revealed himself to Moshe in the voice of his father. Moshe said, Here I am. What does father ask? The Holy Blessed One said, I am not your father. Rather, I am the God of your father. I came to you with seduction so that you would not be afraid. Whereas Rashi emphasized Moshe's hesitation about speaking, this Midrash reflects God's hesitation about speaking and God's need to modulate his own tone in order to ease Moshe into a prophetic relationship that Moshe was afraid of. Moshe in this Midrash is a novice, and his unfamiliarity with God's voice makes him insecure about using his own. Accordingly, it seems that Rashi's explanation can be taken one step further. Not only is Moshe using his speech impediment as a way to cover for his insecurity, he might even be using his concern over Aharon's prominence as an excuse. Moshe says no for no reason other than that he feels unprepared. He does not feel that he is enough, that he can do the job as he is. According to Rabbi Kalanimus Kalman Epstein, author of the Morva Shemesh, there was a distinct turning point in Moshe's leadership when he abandoned one form of leadership style for another. The introduction of Elahad Devarim, these are the words, highlights Moshe's new approach. Elahad Devarim asher diber Moshe al kol Yisrael ve'eber hayardin b'amidbar ba'arava mosuf ben paran u'ven tofel ve'lavan v'chateirot v'di zahav. Piresh Rashi Zal מפני שהוכיחן בגלוי, והבין שטעה במה שהוכיחן בגלוי, ולקח לעצמו דרך אחר, היינו שיוכיחן ברמז. These are the words that Moshe spoke to all of Israel on the banks of the Jordan and the desert on the plain opposite Suf between Paran and Tophel, Lavan, Chatzirot, and Di Zahav. Rashi explained, these are the words, because these are words of rebuke. And Moshe enumerated here all of the places where they angered the blessed omnipresent. 
Therefore, he truncated his words and mentioned them through a hint out of the honor of Israel. We have found a few times where Moshe rebuked Israel and took what was his from under their hands, i.e. was punished on their account, like, listen, O rebellious ones. Because of this, it was decreed against him, therefore you won't bring the people. And Moshe was punished because he openly rebuked them, and he understood that he sins in his rebuking them openly, and he accepted a different path for himself. That is, that he should rebuke them only through hints. The Rashi that the Mor Vashemesh quotes focuses not on the quantity of words that Moshe utters, but their quality. These words are words. They are a talking to. Rabbinic literature distinguishes between the softer amira, saying, and the more emphatic dibor, speaking. When Moshe's speech is prefaced as divarim, it is the equivalent of saying, I need to speak to you about something which everyone knows is code for and a prelude to stating something harsh or difficult. The Moor Vashemesh notices, however, that these words are not as harsh as they could have been and were actually much more gentle than the way that Moshe had castigated the people beforehand. These words are a departure from Moshe's earlier style. This time, Moshe decides to be delicate and indirect. Moshe lists the places where the people have sinned instead of enumerating the sins themselves. Moshe allows the people to come to their own conclusions about their behavior, rather than calling them rebellious. These words come from a place of mature leadership. These words come from a place of confidence and are intended for people who can be trusted to hear rebuke and learn from it. The incident that the Morva Shemesh points to as the turning point in Moshe's leadership style takes place in Sefer Bimidbar. The people are thirsty, and they turn to Moshe and Aaron for water. God tells Moshe to take his staff, gather the people, and speak to the rock in their sight. Moshe and Aaron indeed gather the people. But before they extract water from the rock, Moshe yells at the people for their rebelliousness. Moshe does not follow God's instructions precisely, and God tells Moshe and Aaron that they have acted in bad faith and are now disqualified from being the leaders of B'nai Yisrael. They will not be going into the land of Israel at all, and will die on the way in the desert. The Moor Shemesh's reading of the sin that provoked such a dramatic punishment is critically important and is a major departure from the style of most biblical commentators. According to him, Moshe's sin had nothing to do with hitting the rock. Moshe's sin was the speech that he made before hitting the rock when he called B'nai Yisrael rebellious. This was Moshe's losing his temper yelling at the people in a way that God found unacceptable. This display of hostility towards the people was the reason that he could no longer be their leader. Moshe, in his greatness, understood this. And when it was time for him to take his leave of the people, he did it as a new kind of leader, one who spoke to the people with subtlety and respect. However, according to the Midrash, Rav Kahana, it was not just the harshness of this statement that made Moshe lose his stature, and prevented him from entering the promised land, it was specifically the fact that he called B'nai Israel rebellious people. Mahaya Moshe Domeh, le melech shemasar et beno le pedagogo, amarlo, al tihi kore livni more. Pamacha tiknito vekara oto more. Amarlo hamelech, kol atmi hayiti metave otcha, vomer lacha al tihi kore livni more. Viat, 
Leit iske de arim mahalech imsheti. Kach ketiv, vay debera de nai moshe viel aharom vay yitzavim el bnei Israel. Matzivam, amar lahem al tehu korin livnai morim. Vechivan shik nitu al memoriva, amar lahem moshe shimuna hamorim. Amar lahem akadash barahu. Kol atzmi, hayiti mitzavet etchem, viomer lahem al tehu korin livnai morim. Vatem, Korin Levnai Morim. Late is Kedari Mahalechim Shati, Lachain Lo Tamil. To what was Moshe similar? To a king who gives a son over to a tutor, pedagogue. The king said to him, Do not call my son rebellious. Once the son antagonized him, and the tutor called him rebellious. The king said to the tutor, I fully commanded you and told you not to call my son rebellious. And you called my son rebellious? It is not the way for the wise to walk with a fool. Similarly, it is written, God spoke to Moshe and Aaron, and he commanded them concerning B'nai Israel. What did he command them? He said to them, Do not call my children rebellious. And when they antagonized Moshe at the waters of Meribah, Moshe said to them, Listen, you rebellious ones. The Holy Blessed One said to them, I fully commanded you and told you not to call my children rebellious. And you called my children rebellious? It is not the way for the wise to walk with a fool. Therefore, you will not bring. According to this Midrash, Moshe displayed unfitness to be their leader when he called the people rebellious. The Midrash does not say explicitly why this was so important to God, but the parable at the beginning of the passage indicates that the key to understanding this is that Moshe's role is like a tutor's, a pedagogue. The problem with calling Bnei Israel rebellious is analogous to when a teacher refers to their student as rebellious, disrespectful, or disobedient. The accusation of rebelliousness is so deeply problematic because it is a teacher-focused complaint. It is not about the student's abilities or attitude vis-a-vis -vis the material. It's about how the student shows insufficient respect to the teacher. And just as it is only the poor worker who blames his tools, it is only an inexperienced teacher who blames their students. Only an insecure teacher demands rather than commands respect. When Moshe accuses B'nai Israel, his students, of having an improper attitude towards him, it shows his insecurity. It is a display of his own panic and frustration. To extend the analogy, Moshe is a teacher who has lost control of his classroom. And instead of saying, I need to work on my classroom management skills, he says, these students are incapable of behaving. Yet a teacher who has mastery and confidence and who is ready to learn themselves can acknowledge when they need help. This growth on Moshe's part is demonstrated by the continuation of his speech in the beginning of Dvarim. Va'omar aleichem ba'itahi lemor, lo uchal levadi se'it etchem. Havu lachem anashim chachamim unvonim biduim l'shiftichem v'asimeim b'roshichem. And I spoke to you at that time saying, I can't carry you alone. Bring for yourselves men who are wise, insightful, and well-known to your tribe, and I will appoint them above you. In Moshe's re-narration of the story of his setting up a legal system, Yitro is absent. In his telling, Moshe takes full responsibility for the issues that Yitro noticed. He is acknowledging with his own words that Yitro was right. He was unable to carry the people alone. We gain so much insight from this transformation in Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership. First, it teaches us that none of us start out as experts. 
Moshe was a novice when God chose him, and he continued to make serious mistakes throughout his career. This is not because Moshe was a failure as our leader. It's because Moshe was human. And even though Moshe didn't feel, and in fact perhaps wasn't ready, God chose him and invested in him. Second, it shows how hard it is for all of us, especially when we are in positions of authority, power, or responsibility, to admit that we're scared, that we need help. Instead, we tend to cover up this feeling by saying, someone else should do it, as Moshe did when he demurred from leadership. And God saw through this and said, actually, you can do it. You just need Aaron's help and the benefit of his skills and experience. Finally, it teaches us how easily and quickly we blame other people when we don't feel confident and we don't feel that we are in complete control. We criticize other people in order to mask our own insecurities, the fear that someone else or even we ourselves might notice that we don't quite know what to do. Moshe became an Ishtivarim, a powerful and confident leader, only after he acknowledged his failures, only after he accepted his weaknesses. When Moshe was scared that he would be exposed as incompetent, he was harsh. His display of anger was poorly designed to cover for his insecurity. We need to lean into our weaknesses. We need to be able to say we need help. When we do, we will uncover not only our own strengths, but a place of softness and support for other people. Wishing you a Shabbat of vulnerability. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Divrei Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.